views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Oh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. My name is Chris Stanis, and I have the privilege, privilege of hosting the Dr. Pat Show today. So excited to be here and walk in those big shoes. I'm the host of the Voices of Women show, which airs every Friday at 1 p.m. on the Transformation Talk Radio, and I've been you know, connected to Dr. Pat for three years now, so it's exciting to be able to do her show. I'm also the founder of Women of Wisdom Foundation and the conference. I hope you'll check that out and see what we have to offer. One of our guests today um, is a presenter at the show. At the uh, conference, and the conference is February 14th through the 17th. It's our 22nd year, and our theme is the new paradigm, riding the wave of heart. And I would like to invite you to check out all we have to offer. Donna Eden's coming, Esther Nicholson. We have S.J. Tucker in concert, and many, many more. And we're doing a special I want to let everybody know about. It's an early bird special um, through December 25th, where you can purchase a half-day workshop and then give a gift to a friend and save $20 for for her. So just go to womanofwisdom.org and check all that out. So my guest today is Kate Montana. She is the author of Unearthing Venus, My Search for the Woman Within. Kate has been a journalist and a TV editor for all the major stations where she was one of the guys her memoir chronicles her journey of shedding the masculine ideals and power and discovering the feminine spirit within. Now, I have to tell you, it's a book you can't put down. I wish I could say I read it in one sitting, but I have, did have to fall asleep at some point. It, it is really um, a great read. And now Kate's work is focusing on self-realization and the resurrection and implementation of feminine life values and sustainable lifestyles, which is quite a difference, you know, from, it's quite a flip from work, um, going from the masculine world of TV editing and the sports areas, really, to this feminine um, genre. So she's uh, conducting feminine power and gender awareness seminars and writing her second book in the Unearthing series, which will be called Unearthing Shadows, and she lives in our Pacific Northwest. So you can visit her website at www.unearthingvenus.com. And she's going to give a workshop at the conference on February 15th. It's called Tipping Sacred Cows and Unearthing Venus. So welcome, Kate. Well, wonderful to be here, Chris. <laughs> it, is, it has been quite a journey between uh, the, the raucous rock and roll world of uh, television sports production and, and uh, talking about Venus and, and the goddess and the divine feminine. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite a flip. So I want to first, let's go back to more of the beginning, because um, I think you, know, you start uh, in your book, it's really your life as a teenager, and that's so much our, our formative years. 
And reading your book, I can tell, um, even though the feminine was, seemed to be kind of in denial all those years, it was very impactful for you and actually really helped define who you are today, as you shared in your book. So if you haven't had that life, you actually wouldn't have had this awareness of the feminine you do today. Right. You know, I, you know, I don't even... It's, it's been interesting looking back, um, doing the... Writing the book has been a, a recapitulation of my life, and, and I think perhaps like a lot of women who consider themselves completely, quote-unquote, liberated today, um, that... You know, it's kind of like the ocean, the water you swim in. You really don't understand. I didn't understand the marginalization and the and the the, the bias against the feminine. I was just growing up, um, you know, playing with my Barbie dolls and and my horses and raised on a farm. And you know, my my mom, she uh, she wore blue jeans um, and which which was a big deal in those days. And she actually was a divorcee, which was a which is an enormous deal in the fifties. So um, I think in some respects I had a, a fairly uh, liberal, by accident, background. Uh, being raised on a farm, it's, it's, it's more of being one with nature and being out and about and doing your own thing rather than being really in too much of a social mindset. So being raised on a farm made me very independent. I had to be. I was an only child. Um, so, I, you know, I really don't think, looking back on the 50s and 60s, that I had a, a normal whatever that is, childhood. You know, I, I didn't go to, to public schools. I, I was sent to private schools. And, and, again, being on the raised on a farm was a very isolated, you know, out of the whole social mainstream, you know, of, of having to be one of the girls and compete for the, you know, for the attention of the boys and, and all of that. I was stuck in girls' schools and, and stuck on a pony in the middle of nowhere. So, um <laughs> So I think I, I avoided a lot of the um, feminine conditioning of my day, perhaps, uh, because of that. But, you know, there really wasn't a time in my life uh, growing up when there wasn't this kind of subconscious drumbeat to my life uh, that was a message of, I want to be as good as a guy. And I even in first grade, I was the the only girl allowed on the boys' jungle gym. <laughs> um, I would play pirate games, and I'd be the you know the lead pirate. Um, it, you know, was in, and it was very very interesting. I never even thought about it, Chris. Uh, why I was so intent on on always kind of being at the head of the pack and and wanting to beat the guys at their own game. And I mean, I remember even. Um, Working on the farm during the summertime, you always uh, bring in the hay bales and 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 uh, the corn and all of the uh, grains to be able to feed the cattle and the horses during the winter. And I was always out in the hay field in the hundred degree heat, tossing the bales overhead, trying to trying to beat the the guys who we always hired during the summer to um, to see how high I could toss these fifty pound hay bales and make sure I could out toss the guys. It was just like. God, I look back on it now, and it's like, how could I have been in that kind of a competitive fever with guys and not not really kind of even question it or wonder it about it? It, it was <laughs> uh, looking back; it's it's kind of odd. But it, but <laughs> I I don't know if a lot of women in in the fifties and sixties it was it was it was it kind of competition fever. Now now the barricades were down, and we had the 
we had the chance to get out there with the guys so and go toe to toe was was that something that you ran across not as much as you did. I think you were in that environment. Being on a farm, it was almost like a way to survive. Because um, that was kind of a lonely existence, too. Lonely, Very lonely much child so. and being on a farm and, and all that. And that it's sort of a, it's unique. I mean, well, I didn't grow up on a farm. But my mother did, and I have that sense of, of farming. But um, I, I think your story is a little unique. Maybe not some people, because uh, I think... A lot of us are conditioned the other way, you know, the, especially when you're little, the dolls and hanging out with the girlfriends and, and all that. But and that competitiveness, I think, comes in when you start the whole boy thing, like that unconscious. It, it, well, some of it's not so unconscious, but that competing for the boys uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that, that we do. And so, but I think some of these things brought you this strength, you know, that you, you were then able to, you had to forge through all this. The condi- almost like the, the reverse, the conditioning of the masculine was on you. And yeah. and you had to forge through that to break through, to realize and, and come to balance of bringing that feminine. Um, and I, just, I want to read one sentence in the book that um, actually, you know, I showed you before, but it just it was the first sentence that just, it impacted me. Um, and it, you said, I couldn't help but wonder if I too carried this withering burden of feminine self-hatred and pain. And so let's talk a little bit where that came from, because I know it, it was related to your mother and, and her absorbing that belief about original sin and also an unconscious payback for the sins of Eve that you mm-hmm. talked about. So there's the sense of that of you inheriting that and from, from her mother, too. So tell right. us a little bit about that. I well as you as you know by reading the book uh I talk about a, a date rape which was very difficult to write about I think my first pass first couple of passes writing about it I I gave to a couple of my best friends and and they read it and went wow this is about as dry a reportage uh on a violent and emotionally damaging um event as we could possibly get and um of course I have a, a background as a journalist so I'd been very kind of like distant and third person on on some of the more emotionally traumatic experiences of my life when I wrote about it and I had to go back and dig and dig and and when I did I remembered that the follow-up ramifications of that date rape was I went into self-blame, and which is, of course, totally common amongst women. It's just like, oh, somehow it's my fault. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. And, and I, I reflected on how much of my own self-hatred I had picked up by, from my mother and from her mother before her because my mom had gone from a being she married a man who she had been friends with all of her life family friend and he'd been in love with her like forever and adored the ground she walked on and she just liked him okay and and um you know in in the 40s and early 50s if you weren't married by 25 you were still the you know you're still looking at the old maid syndrome so so she just married him because he kept asking her and all of her other friends were married and which was not a very self-loving choice to begin with and then of course she had me and um and then she ended up divorcing my dad even though he just really adored her and then she went in and several years later met a man um who was very um terrible temper violently aggressive that way fortunately not physically abusive but uh incredibly demeaning to my mother and the feminine and women in general and very verbally, um, aggressively um, 
abusive. And I'm, and I couldn't help but reflect between, you know, the rape and and then now looking back 30 years later going, wow, I mean, was that was that self-abuse already locked into me? Because I could see that pattern of self-abuse in yeah. my mother, you know, yeah. leaving a loving relationship for an abusive relationship. Yeah, and there is that, that connection, definitely. Well, this is Christina. So when we come back, we'll hear more from Kate Montana, author of Unearthing Venus. Are you ready to tap into the healer within? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know the real doctor is the source that lives within you, that heals within you minute by minute every day? The healer within is the innate intelligence of the human body. When we cut our hand with a piece of glass, we don't have to command the body to close the wound and grow new skin. It knows how to heal itself. We do have to nourish the skin by disinfecting it and remove the glass or it cannot heal. The innate healer relies upon us to assist in this healing process. Our role is to identify its needs, provide the substances required for the healing, and remove the obstacle. Contact us to achieve optimal health at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at MaryJaneMack.com. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Are you ready to give your home a fresh look but don't want to do the work? Help is a phone call away. Kathy's Handy is a full-service general contracting company specializing in home improvement, remodeling, and repairs. Kathy's Handy are specialists in kitchens, baths, fireplace makeovers, and finished carpentry, and they partner with other amazing specialty subcontractors needed to complete any job. Friendly, energetic, and dependable with an impeccable reputation to get the job done while keeping you as comfortable as possible during the transformation of your home is the hallmark of Kathy's Handy. Call Kathy now for a free estimate. 206-715-8126. That's 206-715-8126. And visit kathyshandy.com for a complete view of possibilities for your home. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk Radio. Hey. 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 We're back. 
back on Dr. Pat's show. I'm Chris Danis. I'm substituting for Dr. Pat today, and we're talking with Kate Montana, who is the author of her new book, Unearthing Venus, My Search for the Woman Within. So you were just sharing about this um, um, date rape and then that connection um, with your mother of that, that sense of uh, shame and guilt and, um, and, and, and inflicting it on ourselves, you know, taking, taking that respect. We take the responsibility. It was our fault that this happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and in my reflections writing the book, I couldn't help but but see a pattern of self abuse and self, you know, uh, self despise even um, in some of the decisions I made, and especially um, setting myself up for that rape, and then setting myself up as thinking that I was responsible for it. And I couldn't help but hearken back to my mother and the choices she had made away from happiness and towards um, and towards abuse. And then I had to reflect back on her mother, who had abused, physically abused my mother. She had a terrible temper, but then she eventually died of Parkinson's disease. Just she was so restricted in her in her ability to love that she was eventually just like consumed with her own rigidity and and lack of able to be loving and expressive and compassionate and and I was like oh my god is is this my inheritance is this the sins of the fathers is this the sins of the mothers and I don't mean sin in any sense of you know wrongdoing but is this the pattern of thought and emotional imprinting on our genetic line that we cast forward into our children and it was like, and and later in the book, um, I, you know, I, I talked about to a great degree a, a, a healing and a resolution of that imprinted, pain-filled, genetic, self-loathing pattern that was passed through my feminine line when I was uh, journeying in South America, working with shamans and uh, several shamans. And my first ayahuasca experience was a was a tremendous healing of that pattern. Well, and I know there's a story about that in the book, and, and that um, you you really had a, a true uh, release of that, and, and and like you experienced that weight, you felt like a weight on you. You said it was it, Chris. It was amazing. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> I had no idea that in that moment I was going to be taken um, into literally my cellular and genetic um, DNA uh, and the patterns. That's that's what ayahuasca. She is a, a healing medicine that the shamans in the Amazon use um, primarily to to heal the mind, um, which is a very um, masculine, abstract uh, structure that the the Western people uh, were very heady people were very masculine in our orientation in our culture and when people go to the amazon and they work with shamans and they work with ayahuasca i um it's one of the first tools the shamans use because it is a feminine healing uh, medicine and uh and she does heal the mind and so I'm I'm in my first ceremony, and you don't talk during a, a, a sacred ceremony, medicine ceremony. You're just guided by the shaman, and you know they will only intervene if there's like real stuck energy going on. And and I just sat there, and I just felt this deadening weight just increasingly pushing on me and pushing on me, and it was horrible. It was like depression times 
a million. Depression would have been a, a really zippity doo emotion compared to this dead weight that I, I couldn't even understand what it was. It was just pressing and pressing, and I fought against it, but I couldn't do anything to move the energy and to change it. And so finally I surrendered to whatever this horrific deadness inside of me was. And the moment I surrendered to it, I, I, I realized that that dead zone in me was the numbness, the, the, the pain of my female genetic inheritance that was the pain of thousands of years of abuse and suppression and being locked in dungeons and chastity belts and towers and, and locked into certain ways of being and, and limited ways of expressing as, you know, as owned as chattel. And it was this desperate pain and hopelessness of the feminine that was in my genetics and imprinted in my very soul. And it was just like, oh, my God, to be faced with that and then finally to unearth it and see it. And then the moment I saw it in that ceremony, it was released out of my genetics. And I could see it, and it was like, wow, finally I could see it. And, my, you know, and, and, and things that we don't see that are locked into our, into our cellular memory on a subconscious level, Chris, those are the things that... that that trip us up. Those are the things that, you know, create cancer and, and other diseases. And these are these subconscious patterns that create um, painful and very abusive relationships. And it's that old self-punishing that we don't even know is in us. So to finally see it and unearth it, oh, my God, what a gift. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I think you have to realize that you're doing it for others. And I think in that healing, you're going backwards and healing the woman before you but you're also doing it for the collective, and that's what we're all doing now for the collective consciousness. I think a lot of women are going through this. We do it at varying degrees. You had a very intense experience, yeah. um, you know, in, in, in that setting, you would. And, but I think we're all doing it, and that's why it's so related to that first um, sentence that I read of, mm-hmm. of that, um, uh, that continuing that, feeling that pain of, of and and uh, the burden of the, that feminine self-hatred, you know, where does that come from? And I think it is in our genetics, and it's in our cellular memory, and we don't even know it. It's like this unconscious, you know, that's why it just poked out of me on the, on the book, a sentence that's mm-hmm. like, whoa, I can recognize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think we're all dealing with it, and we're, we're, we're going, this whole feminine resurgence is, part of it is doing that work. Mm-hmm. Of Absolutely, removing that shame and guilt that we, you know, we did nothing wrong, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yet mm-hmm. we, you know, it's running our lives, thinking in in, a, in our in the background, you know, and subconsciously that that we did. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. A friend of mine who's a stand-up comedian, she wrote me a, a, an email lately, and, and I was telling her a, a friend of mine had cancer, and another friend of mine has cancer, female. And she just wrote back, just got into this tirade going, oh my God, when are we going to, when are we going to heal this? this woman hating herself as a woman diseases, you know, in ourselves. How, how are we going to address these things? Because in our, in our Western, very, very masculinized culture, I mean, it's certainly no message that we're locked down and so structured and so supposed to be certain ways in, in our mind, and, and the whole emotional release is still viewed as somewhat um, inappropriate. 
especially if you're in corporate America. You know, you're not supposed to feel what you feel. You're just supposed to do what you're supposed to do and, and not think twice, look right or left, and just somehow keep forging ahead um, strongly and, and, and don't get into messy territory. But, you know, yes, all of this is very messy territory. Yes, and and I'm reading, um, so there's, I think it's in the Inc. magazine, that there was an article about the seven traits of leadership, and they're uh-huh. all feminine traits, and that men and right. women are being called to be this now. But the problem, we don't know even, we don't necessarily how to know how to be those, um, because right. we, we have been, in a sense, entrained in that masculine model. Uh-huh. And so if we're all forging new territory, and especially men too, but women too. It's like how do, how do we release ourselves to be that in that corporate world where that structure is, is that um, the masculine approach, and that's how mm-hmm. the corporate world is. And we're in this big shift and transition, and no, no, we don't quite know how to navigate it. Right, right. And I'm so encouraged, Chris, to see some of the the corporations embracing what sustainability in sustainability talk is the triple bottom line of uh, people profit, uh, people planet, and profits in that order. That you know, it's not just all about profit and resource acquisition. That we have to introduce that feminine um, caretaking, uh, community minded. Um, uh, love of life and appreciation and respect for life and other people. Um, yeah, it's beginning to show up in, in some companies, and they're actually saying that companies who do that, put that in that order, people, planet, profit, are more <laughs> profitable. Are more profitable, absolutely, because everybody's much happier working in that kind of an environment, and they feel good. You know, and they can feel good about working um, in in that environment. You know, it's so fascinating that that women, and this is <laughs> this is one of the things that just blows my mind. Is you look at the statistics, and um, for example, women are now have the dubious distinction of being at a par with men as far as alcoholism is concerned, and alcohol abuse, and um, a, a lot of the the. Um, the supposed answer to that, well, why are women now, you know, uh, abusing alcohol at the same rate that men have been, been abusing the alcohol? And it's like, and, and so many people go, well, it's because women are always doing double duty. You know, now we're in the workplace full time, and we're also still in the domestic situation full time because, it, you know, even though men are pulling their weight a lot more on the domestic scene, it's still by far and away the, you know, child care and home care is taken care of by the woman and now aging parents and all of that. So that it's the pressure of having two full-time um, careers that, that's pushing women into into alcoholism and, and increasing drug abuse. And, and what amazes me, Chris, is that we're really missing a whole value-based bias towards the masculine in this. We don't even question that this is what's supposed to be happening, but, but women now are in the marketplace with greater than ever responsibility, and yet they have not the ability, there's no space for them to implement their own values feminine values of community and, um, and trust and relationship and beauty and mutual support and love and caring. You know, we're in great positions of authority in corporations and in politics and, and in economics, but we are still locked into the old masculine paradigm that doesn't give a hoot about the other guy. It's all about, you know, the self-serving and, and you know, mar- and profit 
margin. And, 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 and we're going to talk more about that when we come back. This is Christina. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. We'll come back and talk more with, with Kate Montana. Hey, do you like free stuff? The Dr. Pat Show has an amazing giveaway program doing weekly giveaways on Facebook and Twitter. Go to Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the like button. Then go to Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the follow button. Then you can play along and enter to win some amazing prizes. Again, that's Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show. The Tick-Borne Disease Alliance, TBDA, has just launched Fight Back for a Cure, a new national grassroots campaign to build support for the fight against tick-borne diseases. This fall, 24-year-old John Donnelly is biking across America to meet others affected by tick-borne diseases and raise awareness about the national tick-borne disease epidemic. TBDA wants you to get involved in the campaign and follow John's journey. To learn more, visit fightbackforacure.org. Having trouble keeping up with the accelerated, life-altering changes occurring on the planet? The Quantum Vortex is the brainchild of Meg Benedicte, a pioneer in quantum healing and energetic activations. Weaving together ancient spiritual knowledge, quantum physics, and vibrational healing, Meg Benedicte is accelerating change at the cellular level. For more details on private sessions, meditation CDs, downloads, and teleseminars, visit NewEarthCentral.com. What if the world doesn't function the way we've been told? What if we truly can bend the laws of physical reality? What if we can end limitation? What if weird were the coolest thing you could be? And what if it's time for a totally different reality? Are you ready to create it? Are you ready to dream as big as you dare? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything in my life changed for me. This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Gandhi, Galileo, and Aristotle all knew to be true. It's not about the answer. It's about being the question, always. It's about truly being you, whatever that looks like, and changing this world. Is now the time? Start by signing up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. That's beingyouclass.com. What if you are the gift and the change this world requires? beingyouclass.com. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404.
welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Chris Stanis and taking over today for Dr. Pat. She's on vacation, and we are talking with the lively Kate Montana, author of her new book, Unearthing Venus. So, Kate, tell people where um, they can find you. Uh, they can go to www.unearthingvenus.com. Very straightforward. I also have another website, www.katemontana.com, and that's Kate with a C. Great. So, yeah, I encourage people to check your your book out. It is, uh, like I said, it is it is a good read, a fascinating memoir, and lots of information there on the on the feminine. I mean, you you really explore deeply, very deeply, um, your your journey and uncovering it for yourself, and very honestly. Yeah, it it was it was a real shocker being a journalist for twenty years. Uh, having never used the I pronoun <laughs> to suddenly um, be talking about myself, it was um, it was excruciatingly different and difficult. Um, but I, you know, I realized when I was set the task um, to write about the feminine that I there was no way that I could remain removed and impersonal and third person and very abstract and distant when the feminine is the antithesis of all of that. And mm-hmm. um, my my upbringing in uh, a very left-brain masculine society uh, made me very, very comfortable staying distant with material and analytical and clinical and, well, let me dissect this and then write about it and report on it. Um, and it was it's very safe. But to get in and really, really explore the inner realms of what drives us as men and women, um, and to find and try to discover and unearth those aspects that have never been able to really, really see the light, um, to be exposed. You know, in, in our masculine modeled world, to be exposed, to be vulnerable, um, is horrifyingly dangerous. And the masculine mindset, that's tantamount to, you know, falling on your own sword and killing yourself. That's death, to be so exposed and so vulnerable. But it's like I'm, I, it's this whole movement that we've been talking about this morning is, is this movement toward greater exposure. I mean, we can see it on the Internet. We can see it on the news. You know, greater exposure is leading to a much more... Oh, highly potentiated future rather than a lockdown, let's go over the cliff together future where we keep everything hidden and compartmentalized and we don't talk and we don't go into our emotions and start unearthing all this subconscious material that's been driving humanity for thousands of years. It's all in there. And, and it's got to come about, out. <laughs> yeah. What you're talking about is also for men, too. I mean, you know, there's a sense of being, you know, for them to liberate and be have that sense of they can be vulnerable, too. It's almost harder mm-hmm. for them to, in that world, in this world that we live in, in this corporate world, too, mm-hmm. of showing their feelings and and showing their vulnerability. You're supposed to be strong. You know how to take care of things. And, and that can that locks people in. It, it does, and it's so stereotypical. It's like, you know, I can almost hear people yawning when we talk about, well, you know, the men can't, can't be emotional and the women can't. And it's like, and, and what's been fascinating, Chris, in this whole journey is realizing that um, 
is that when you use the words masculine and feminine, we automatically think man and woman and, you know, penis and vagina. We think gender. We think sexuality. And we think all these stereotypical things about, you know, the he-man and, and the, the femme thing. But it's like gender is uh, masculine and feminine are actually archetypal patterns, characteristics, qualities that that qualify and mold life. And, you know, we live in a, in a dualistic society uh, in a left and right brain environment very, very much as a result of living in a, in a created, manifest physical world that is completely um, on the quantum level based on positive and negative polarities. You know, less than a second after the Big Bang, we had electrons and positrons. We had positive and negative. We had male and female, as it were, because the the positive in the in the Chinese um, a Taoist system is the yang is um, positive in electromagnetic charge, and the yin, the feminine, is um, negative electromagnetic magnetic charge in the Taoist system. And so we have polarity naturally, but, you know, we limit ourselves so greatly in our discussions about men and women and our tendencies and our gender inheritances by limiting it to just gender as opposed to, like, qualities that, that, that we bring as gifts into life like you know men are seen as aggressive but and and strong and direct and and all this powerful and but what we're not seeing is the value of the flip side complementarity of the masculine um gifts which is, is surrender and passivity oh my god you talk about a woman being passive and receptive and in and and into surrender and the old you know liberated feminist me would just like have a hissy fit and go i don't want to be any of those things i don't want to be passive you know i want to be aggressive and active oriented and doing oriented because i've been raised to think that that's the only value system and the uh, the only way to value myself in this world is through the active masculine principle but what really shocked me chris was when i realized that well i had so much prejudice and judgment against words like passivity and vulnerability and surrender and patience because i was brainwashed in the masculine mindset to only have a masculine uh, kind of a put-down orientation towards those words. My very definitions of how the, the feminine could even be described, the Taoists have no problem talking about the feminine quality of passivity. And I had to really reframe my whole way of thinking, Chris, to even understand what the heck they were talking about. And it wasn't like this lump on a sofa, you know, shoving bonbons in her mouth supported by a man. It was the quality of being, passivity, passive, being receptive to life and information on a whole other levels, as opposed to the complementary aspect of the masculine, which is active, the active principle. So it's been fascinating starting to understand that gender, male and female, masculine and feminine, are really archetypes and patterns of, of existence. Well, it's interesting you bring, you know, because passive still sounds negative. And, and, and to look at it from this, this Chinese perspective, it's like, oh, okay, because I can understand the word being, and, <laughs> and I have to reframe, okay, how does passive fit into that? Because we are, you know, we're so trained in that. And, 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 and it brings to mind, because uh, you've, you've uh, talked about, 
you know, are, are women really truly liberated yet? Are, are we're, we're sort of seeing we're still we still define ourselves in the in the masculine um, um, language, uh-huh. and and if you look out there in the the media and everything, we're we we have de- we're we're still caught in that in that area as much as we we you know with the, with the women's liberation and the women are you know well we still we still know that that. There's still the statistics there of making 70% um, salary what the men do. Um, in the state of Washington, 3% women are CEOs of corporations and, and that. So, but, and yet we still have moved. We've come a long way. And yet, you know, how much of it is, is women holding our, ourselves back because we're defining ourselves? Because we're defining ourselves in masculine terms. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I've I've shocked a lot of women in conversation by you know opening it up by saying, "Well, I am not liberated," and they're like, "Well, what do you mean you're not liberated?" And I will, and I go, "Well, let me ask you this: I am I am free and at liberty to work in a marketplace that was designed by and for men. I was educated in a masculine mindset, in a masculine educational system designed to put men into a masculine competitive profit-based marketplace, and I'm being trained on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis for the last 50 years through the media to sexualize myself, want bigger boobs. Um, want to um, aggressively pursue men sexually, be able to orgasm easily, and 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 be in essence more sexually available like a man. So I have been liberated to basically be a female man. I have been liberated to work in the masculine model for masculine goals. And and I and I'm and I'm like when I saw that Chris, it shocked me to the roots, because I went, oh my God! Well, that's quasi liberation. I now have that choice to be able to operate in the masculine paradigm, and what an education that has been to walk the mile in the male moccasins. Holy Moses! But it's not the total liberate. It's not the liberation of the feminine. Yes, and and how we get there is is well each in our own journey and you've had your journey and a lot of it's been a lot of steps along the way for you it didn't happen overnight you actually no. lived in i was gonna say lived in a cave you went and lived in a cabin for three years and it seems to me in your book that's where you started to tap into this um mm-hmm. even though you had to be in a masculine way of of taking care of yourself alone in a cabin and building things and you know all that um very active kind of thing. You also came. It was like going to the womb and discovering some of the feminine. And it seemed to me when you re- when I read your book, that's where a lot of it. You 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 took yourself there to. Um, you can look back and go, oh, that's what I was doing. Well, this is Christina's and the Dr. Pat Show. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Kate Montana. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. 
ACT, Advanced Cell Training, is a restorative healing process created by Gary Blyer to address the body malfunctions that contribute to illness. This breakthrough learning program teaches health insights and principles, strategic integration of both traditional and alternative modalities, while clients train their own bodies to heal themselves. Visit AdvancedCellTraining.com. That's AdvancedCellTraining.com. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Get inspired. Create the life you desire with internationally known radio host and motivational speaker, Sue London. Sue inspires millions of people to overcome difficult or traumatic situations in their lives. People feel hope, courage, and are ready to move forward after hearing Sue speak. Book motivational speaker Sue London for your next event at AskSueLondon.com. That's AskSueLondon.com. Do you know how to achieve wellness in all areas of your life? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Signs of wellness are a capacity to love and ability to nurture, a sense of purpose, a good sense of humor and plenty of fun in your life, a concern for others and a respect for the environment, a conscious commitment to personal excellence, a sense of balance and integrated lifestyle, and capacity to cope with whatever life presents. Well, people enjoy their lives and want them to last as long as possible. That's why the wellness mindset usually accompanies other constructive healthy lifestyle habits. By adopting a wellness mindset and behaviors like eating well, taking the right nutrition for the body, exercising, and saying affirmations are just a few things to structure a healthy system of values and beliefs. Call us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Chris Stanis, and we're having a, an amazing conversation with Kate Montana today. She is the author of Unearthing Venus, and we've been talking about this whole, well, how do we liberate the feminine nature? And I would love for you to share your thoughts on that, Kate, because you've been on this journey and have, have really done some deep work in this, and I know we're all doing it on whatever level we can. I think women are really taking these steps, and it's one step at a time, but what do you mm-hmm. think... What do you think we need to do to liberate the feminine nature? Um, I think first thing is to recognize that there's still ways to go. 
I think Gloria Steinem said, we've got the, the small stuff behind us. You know, we, we, we've got the jobs, we've got relative pay equity, ha-ha, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now the, now the big work is beginning because the big work is recognizing how marginalized and demeaned the feminine um, aspect of life has been and how little respect, actually, we, we have for life in our current social structure. So I think uh, the, the big first step is to begin to take off the whatever. We have rose-colored glasses. We have masculine glasses that, that I've worn on my face all my life that has filtered everything. And, I, and I, it's only now that I have, am seeing all this that I'm able to take the glasses off sometimes and go, oh, there's another way to be. Keyword there, be. And, and it's also the whole masculine model has really infiltrated even our spiritual, even our new age spirituality is very um, aggressive. You know, you got to add meditation to your to do list. You got to do the vision board. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do your list daily. And, and it's all about get, kind of getting out of the body and getting out there to God. I don't know if you've run across that, but I, I've spent most of my time trying to get out of my body and trying to get out somewhere to God and a, and a higher way of functioning. And it's been a real amazing thing to realize. It's like, oh, my God, I really have to stop paying lip service to the fact that the body, this beautiful divine temple that we all dwell in, is not just, you know, something to buy, tide me over until I can get to the better land of, of, of spirituality. It's like, oh, my God, spirit and flesh really are one. The body really is not only significant, but it's vital, because without it, who and where am I on this planet? And to get past the old marginalization of the feminine on yet one more level, which is the marginalization and the demonization of the body in our mindset. So my whole thing about meditation, Chris, has taken a 180-degree turn. And I'm finding one of the greatest tools I've got is that I'm going within instead of trying to get without. And I'm going into my body, and I'm registering every emotion, and I'm, and I'm learning to be okay and accept the emotions that come up because they're all messengers. They're all subconscious flags going, hi, dig deeper. You're feeling this for a very real reason. If you're feeling it, there is a program or a wound inside that it's, it's that's calling out to you to investigate. And not only is it okay to go within and investigate those wounds and follow those feelings and trace them and discover the gifts they've got, it's mandatory that we do this, men and women alike, not just women. Because this inner territory is within us all, this unexplored darkness, chaotic, emotional, whatever. It's all beautiful, and it all is a gift. So going into my body has been the, <laughs> the biggest tool I've had right now, and to sense the life force, and just whatever time I can take to be quiet. Even when I'm, like, walking, um, doing my daily walk, I just extend my hands and, and feel my fingertips radiating out and the, and the energy radiating through my body and out my fingertips. I, I become deeply aware of my body, my breath, my footfalls, how, how my feet feel on the, on the pathway. And I'm into the body, into the body, into the body. And then through that, I'm actually discovering that I am connected we all know this philosophically and intellectually, but we really are connected at the quantum level. You know, I really am you and you are me and we're all hooked up at the quantum level and that's a nice philosophy. But you know, you can actually, if you pay attention, 
and go into the body and sense the life force, you actually start to know that that's the truth. It's not yeah, any, what you're it, talking it, about it, is so important. Yeah, it's it becomes embodied. These these are truths we've all had in the masculine mindset of the intellectual understanding. Now it's time to embody them. So first to see the prejudice and to see the distancing that we've had um, between masculine and feminine and how the feminine has value systems, life-based value systems that have been completely ignored and marginalized. First we've got to see that. And then we know it's okay to go within and feel the life force and the caring and the love and the concern and then actualize that by the decisions that we make in life the choices that we make in life, even on the most simple level of, you know, do I buy more things in the grocery store that has more packaging and plastic wrapped around it, or do I buy things consciously that have less plastic? You know, what kind of car do I drive? It sounds very mundane, but when we start making choices from feminine, life-honoring values, that's what's going to change the world. And it's fascinating to me to realize, you know, so many people say, oh, well, you know, women really don't have any economic viability. And it's like, that is such insanity. Women are responsible for 85% of all consumer purchases. Women are responsible for trillions of dollars per year in purchase. We can vote with our dollars what our value systems are. Do I buy that video game that's violent and pornographic and, and, and let my son, you know, be raised with that kind of an input? Do I, do I let my family watch this particular movie? Do I take my child to that entertainment that's going to imprint, you know, violence against women as, as part of the, their, their psychic background? Or am I going to make a different choice and stand up for something that's more life-honoring, more feminine, more loving? And, I mean, those are, just, those are choices that we can make a hundred times a day, Chris. And it, it may be little, but by God, it will open up and it will become a tidal wave. When women really start loving themselves, loving who and what they are, the gifts we bring to the table, our love, our capacity for emotion is such, is, is, is the greatest gift of all. It's, it's our greatest hook to the divine. It's the pathway to the divine and understanding the entirety of what we are. So first, seeing the prejudice, seeing the marginalization of the feminine, not being afraid to go into it, embrace the pain, know it's okay, it's mandatory, and then to go into the body and feel, 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 feel whatever it feels, and don't diss it, don't deny it, don't shove it away. Follow it. See the gift. And, and then so too, to, and our feelings are so, that's where the healing comes when you can allow yourself to, to feel what you're, you, you know, what is in your body. And yes. you truly feel it is when you, that healing comes. And we're so afraid to go there because yeah. it, it was painful. You know, these old the traumas or whatever was there it was so painful for us that we don't want to go back to there again. But actually, we can do it. We, we're adults now. We can do it. It's not, as, it's not going to be as painful as when you lived it the first time. Absolutely. And we're capable of, of understanding now because, you know, I'm no longer that wounded four-year-old. Right. And, you know, well, I can't afford to continue to live my life as a wounded four-year-old. Oh, yeah, it's going to run your life if you don't allow it, right. you know, that voice to come out and liberate yeah. that, that four-year-old voice. And, and it's not a big deal to process. I mean, we, you don't get lost in, oh, my God, then i got to process this and process that. No, all you have to do is see it, feel it, hear it, and it's gone. The voice has been yeah. heard. That's all it ever wanted to do is be heard and to seen. Right. What the feminine wants is to be heard and to, seen and to be seen, and it's her time to be heard and seen on this planet at this time. 
because we live in a very unbalanced society. We're like a two-legged dog in our culture, running only on the masculine model and masculine values. And it's time for true liberation to occur for man and woman is only going to happen when the feminine values, heart-honoring, loving community values are raised to be equal in importance with profit and power. And then we can go forward and we can live in a transformed world. That's true. I'm so glad that you were here to talk to us about this today, Kate. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. So I want to tell everybody, check out her website, www.unearthingvenus.com, and her, that's the name of her book, her memoir. And um, also come see her at Women of Wisdom on February 15th with Bethy, Betsy Chassie. Um, they're doing a workshop. And go to womanofwisdom.org. Uh, the whole conference dates are February 14th to the 17th. And you can purchase that special where you can take a friend, buy a gift, buy an experience for a friend. What a, what a, what a great gift to give. And you, you get a discount, receive $20 off for your friend um, to go for, to invite her to this workshop or any other workshop at Women of Wisdom. Also check out my book is a great gift, too, Women of Wisdom, Empowering the Dreams and Spirit. Uh, it's a good inspirational gift. And just go to my website, Chrysalis chrysalisleadership.com and that's it that's our show today and thank you so much for being with us today Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams she manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show and she can show you how to change your life too are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Call the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T H E D R patshow.com for listening times in your area. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all a healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. There is not just one kind of radio show. Some radio shows are all about busting through and getting unstuck from the crust in your life. But the Dr. Pat Show? Well, she does it all. She's been helping people in all aspects of their life now for 10 years. Her interview style, her unique personality, the amazing guests she has on her show are all factors of what makes an amazing radio show. Please join Dr. Pat in celebrating 10 extraordinary years of talk radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for supporting us for the past 10 years. We are promising each and every one of you that this coming year, our 10th year anniversary, will be the best yet. We will be paying forward so many ideas, so many tools, so many gifts to all of you because you have inspired us to be better and better and better each year. For more information, please make sure you stay tuned to TransformationTalkRadio.com or TheDrPatShow.com. And remember, join me. Let's live life full out together. 
Are you ready to give your home a fresh look but don't want to do the work? Help is a phone call away. Kathy's Handy is a full-service general contracting company specializing in home improvement, remodeling, and repairs. Kathy's Handy are specialists in kitchens, baths, fireplace makeovers, and finished carpentry, and they partner with other amazing specialty subcontractors needed to complete any job. Friendly, energetic, and dependable with an impeccable reputation to get the job done while keeping you as comfortable as possible during the transformation of your home is the hallmark of Kathy's Handy. Call Kathy now for a free estimate. 206-715-8126. That's 206-715-8126. And visit kathyshandy.com for a complete view of possibilities for your home.